The Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets have gone through the first round of the NBA playoffs, both with a gentleman sweep over the Los Angeles Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves, respectively. Though neither is a completely one-sided series, both lost their suspense early in the process. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am your host Li Xiang. Let's start with the Suns against the Clippers. If there's any hope that the Clippers might be able to make the Suns work hard to win, or even that the Clippers could upset the Suns when the series began, it was all gone when the Clippers announced that Kawhi Leonard would miss Game Three and then Game Four and then Game Five. Without Paul George, Leonard was basically the Clippers' most important player on both offense and defense. He did everything he could to chop his side a win in Game One, and then was outnumbered by Booker, Durant, Paul, and Aiton in Game Two. Leonard suffered a knee sprain in that game as well. After that, the Clippers' goal was changed from making a miracle to finishing with dignity. Dignity is also the word for Russell Westbrook. The team has been treating him better than the most expected since he signed to join. He was an offensive nightmare in Game One, but made it up with solid defensive work, especially on Durant. Then Westbrook suddenly snapped out of the poor offensive form and averaged 31 points at 54.4% from the field between Game Two and Game Four. His energy and style eased the pain for the team and their fans of losing all three games. That's why I don't want to criticize Westbrook for underperforming offensively in Game Five. He has already done much better than he was expected to. Like I said from the beginning, the Clippers nearly have no chance against the Suns without George, and literally have no chance after they lost Leonard. The Suns must be filled with wild joy to watch Booker score 45 and 47 points in two games of the series. That 25-point quarter on Tuesday must have his name in NBA history. But let's take a listen to what Booker said about Durant, their number two scorer of the series. This man right here causes a lot of gravity, and it opens up the court for everyone else. I hate to have him standing in a corner, but the other team will not leave him alone. Durant is a four-time NBA scoring leader and the youngest one ever in league history to get that honor. Scoring, even scoring efficiently, has never been a problem for him. But do you remember when he played the easiest game and won the most? That's when he was in the Golden State Warriors playing with Stephen Curry. At that time, the opponents would always trap Curry first, which set Durant free to dominate the floor. The, those opponents included the Cleveland Cavaliers, led by LeBron James, which met and lost to the Warriors twice in the, in the NBA Finals. Five years after that, Durant is in the Suns, playing the same role to set Booker free to score like having a picnic. It may mean more to the Suns than adding a guy who averages 29.1 points, 6.7 rebounds, and five assists while shooting 56%. 40.4% and 91.9% from the field outside the three-point line and at the free throw line. Just kidding. I won't be surprised when Durant gets the Suns 35 points per game in another series. So this is the team the Nuggets will meet in the Western Conference Semifinals after knocking out the Timberwolves in five games. 
It's not a surprising result, and it didn't take the Nuggets much trouble to beat them in the first three games. The Timberwolves' efforts in Game Four definitely deserves respect, but they won not because they finally found a way to fix their problems in front of the Nuggets, but more like they simply were in the better form on that night. It's the similar developments in Game Five on Tuesday as well. Nikola Jokic missed 21 of his 29 field goals, but still dropped a triple double of 28 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 assists. But he was still able to make the clutch shots in the final minutes, even if he had to do it in front of three-time Defensive Player of the Year Rudy Gobert. And before Jokic found his touchback, Jamal Murray did a good job of keeping the game alive with 35 points. This series. Set the decisive difference between the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. The Nuggets have a well-run offensive system centered by Jokic. The rest of the team plays around one of the smartest brains in NBA history and a trustworthy clutch time scorer. In this way, everyone has an easier job to do, and when they do it right, the Nuggets won in such an easy way. The Timberwolves, unfortunately, are not even close to that. If you recall. They traded Rudy Gobert because Towns is a defensive disappointment. They brought in Mike Conley because they need someone to feed Gobert the ball. The Timberwolves never have a working system. They have been simply robbing Peter to pay Paul, and that's exactly how their games look like: isolation by Anthony Edwards, isolation by Towns. Someone please pass the ball to Gobert, or he will lose his passion for defense. Edwards makes. Another bad shooting choice. Towns hasn't touched the ball for five minutes. It's like every Timberwolf is trying to do their job, but have no idea how to join forces to do it right. The Gobert trade has already thoroughly discredited the Timberwolves' front office. Either they keep him or send him away this summer. It will make them look even more stupid. Since they signed that huge extension with Towns last summer, there's no way that they can trade him either. So I guess the Timberwolves will have to scratch their brains trying to make it work between the expensive Twin Towers and Edwards, who, by the way, is available to negotiate a new deal after this season. So if anyone knows, please help me understand this. How much salary space do the Timberwolves still have to sign players, and what exactly asset they have left to make a deal to fix at least one of their problems? And now back to the series between the Nuggets and the Suns. The two teams met two years ago in the Western Conference semifinals, and the Suns swept the Nuggets. Without Murray, Jokic kept passing the ball to Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, and others, watching them generate enough breaks to build a house against the big bad wolf, while tussling with Aiton, who somehow suddenly found his passion to get physical defensively. Jokic's pain wasn't over. On pretty much every defensive position, he had to decide whether he wanted to close out and then got beaten through by Paul Booker or even Mikael Bridges, or to draw back while watching the three guys make jumpers in the middle range like eating a cupcake. You could tell how frustrated Jokic was in that series by the flagrant two foul he got for slapping Cameron Payne in Game Four. So two years after that, have the Nuggets grown better? Of course they have, with Murray who can play and a healthier and probably better Michael Porter Jr. 
Bruce Brown can be trusted to make contributions as well. Coach Michael Malone believes that Aaron Gordon can guard Durant, or at least that's what he says. Then have the Suns grown better since then? Well, Aiton seems the same. Paul is much older and slower. Booker definitely got better. And hey, good news: the Suns don't have Bridges anymore. And bad news: they replaced Bridges with Durant, a guy who shoots over 60% in the middle range this season. Let's imagine the following moments: Booker causes screen to target Jokic, splash. Durant causes screen to target Jokic, splash. Paul causes screen to target Jokic. He may not be that productive anymore, but again, splash. Wait a minute. There's Aiton, who shoots mid-range jumpers as well, and he doesn't need to call a screen. That just sounds so desperate for the Nuggets. But my point is, the Nuggets can give up any plan they have to contain the Suns. Their only hope to make this series longer than four games is to outscore the Suns. Have Jamal Murray turn into that guy who had two 50-plus points games in the. In the playoff series in 2020, have him attack Paul on every position when they're both on the court. Have Porter Jr. drain at least four triples per game. Have Gordon earn at least six free throws per game, and pray that this time Jokic can punish Aiton instead of the other way around. And I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you think of this topic under this post by CGT Sports on Twitter. Probably I'll be speaking to you guys very soon next week. See ya.